0: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to another ATB Motivational Monday podcast. I'm Trey Fowler, and I hope that you guys are having a tremendous week. Thank you for joining me this week. For those of you that might be new to the show, maybe this is your first time listening. We do these podcasts bi weekly, every two weeks. And We talk about ways that we can enhance our motivation, something to start our week off right, something to start our week off on a positive note and motivate us for the week that is to come. I appreciate you joining me today. And as you guys know that have been listening, maybe the guys that are just listening for the first time or gals that are just listening for the first time don't know, I'd really try to attack this podcast and get my material from this podcast based on what happens to me over the course of the two weeks in between shows. And I thought I was on track to deliver an episode really based off of a book that I just finished by David Goggins, his Can't Hurt Me book. And I had a what I thought was a great idea for this week. And as and the week drew closer and as this episode being recorded grew closer, I was sitting at home, or actually I was at a birthday breakfast on Saturday with my daughter and one of her friends. And I saw a post on social media, a post that was posted by One of my former high school uh, mates that I had went to school with, now friends with on Facebook, haven't seen in many, many years, but I saw a post that he made online, and it really started speaking to me and got me thinking, and I'm going to share that post with you right now. His post said, I hear all the time that with problems, you should let go and let God The question I ask is, how does that solve a problem? If you ignore an issue or walk away from it, does the problem remain or not get worse? I think the better answer is to attack the problem head on and let what may come happen. Or perhaps I think too much. That was the post that really started me to thinking. And I wanted to reply to the post, but this was my reply to him. I said, when people say that, it's not that they are avoiding the problem necessarily. It is just that they are going to let the problem they aren't going to let the problem consume them. For those that believe and are saved by the grace of a loving God, as they grow in that faith, they come to understand that worry over something they can't control is senseless as is worry about something they can. They also understand the importance of asking God for help and direction in the situation first, rather than charging headlong into a solution without doing so, which can many times lead to making the problem even worse. And then I gave him a personal example from my life. Uh, When I found out that our head coach was retiring last year, it would have been very easy for me to get discouraged or race headlong into trying to solve the impending problem of finding a new job. Instead of rushing into something, I asked God to open up the doors that were meant to be open and guide my steps to where he would have me to be. The path that I was ultimately led to was probably not the one I would have initially chosen for myself. I had only ever been a baseball coach, Everything I perceived myself to be was wrapped up in that. God opened up a different path and one better than I possibly could have imagined, meaning a ton more time with my family and the chance to not only continue my passion of helping young players reach their dreams and goals in life and baseball, but to also chase additional passions that I had wanted to do for a long time this podcast being one of those. So it's not that these people are ignoring or running away from an issue. Ultimately, they are first seeking counsel from the best counselor of all and asking for him to steer the ship. We still have to be active participants in our own process and destiny, but God wants, needs to be involved as well, and his route can many times be free from the roadblocks and detours that ultimately inhabit our own. So that was my reply to him, and I replied, and and I didn't think anything else of it. That That was it. Didn't think a whole lot of it, and then we went to Sunday school yesterday, and at Sunday school, we were in Joshua 3, and this is where the Israelites, they're beginning to finally get ready to go into the promised land after they had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They're fixing, they're getting ready to go, they're finally going to achieve that which was promised to their ancestors and which Moses had tried to lead them to, and they're getting ready to go in, and we're reading in Joshua 3 about the preparation for that, and I want to share with you first Joshua 3, 7, and it says, and the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you, As I was with Moses, tell the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. And then as you skip on down to 14 through 17, it says, So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the water flowing down to the sea of the Araba was completely cut off, so the people crossed over opposite Jericho. So, once again, very much like he did when the Egyptians were, or, or when the Israelites were fleeing the Egyptians, God parted the waters, but he did it a little differently this time. The first time, Moses, and, and I'll share with you from Exodus 14 16, it says, Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the waters so that the Israelites can go through the sea. On dry ground. And then in 21 and 22, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. So the first time that God parted waters for the Israelites. He did so before they ever stepped into the water. Moses parted. It gave them the confidence to know that they could walk across, that God was going to protect him. But here, this second time after they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, it's a little bit different. God doesn't simply part the sea for them, He requires them to step into the water first. And I think that's a very, very important thought. I think that's something that we can use as our motivation for this week. God wanted to see their faith, wanted them to believe in him, that he was all powerful, that he was the same God that did all. All of these things that got them out of Egypt, sent all these plagues, parted the Red Sea. He wanted to prove he was still that God. But before he did, he wanted to know that they believed in him. And he wanted them to step into the water first. They stepped into the water first. The water was stopped. They were able to walk across and it made their route that much easier. I think this is very relatable to a speech that I heard Steve Harvey give one time where he talked about jumping, where everybody has a gift, but you might never reap the benefits of that gift or know what that gift is until you truly jump with that gift strapped to your back and let that parachute open up before you can reap all the rewards. And I think that that is our motivation for this week. Sometimes we have to first step into the water. And when we step into the water, we can't be worried about the sharks or the dangers that the water may present. We step into that water with faith of God, knowing that he has something greater waiting on the other side. But many times, we're far too afraid to step. The song I played at the very beginning, Kenny Loggins, Meet Me Halfway, I think it's a great song for this episode. I think I've used it once before, but I think it fits perfectly with this episode. Because sometimes we have to make that step. So I thought it was very ironic that that was what we talked about in Sunday School, given the post that my friend had made the day before. So i Went back on his Facebook and posted this. I thought you would appreciate this. This sun, this morning in Sunday school, we were in Joshua 3 as the Israelites were about to enter the promised land after wandering for 40 years. Prior to entering the land, they came to the Jordan River. Instead of parting it right away like with the Red Sea when they exited Egypt, they had to enter the water first and show faith before God stopped the water and allowed them to cross. And I told him, what I take from this is prayer is important, but you also have to have faith to step in the water and take the first action steps. Prayer is an important part of the process, especially if you are a Christian. It's an important part of the process of growing closer to God and ensuring that you are in the center of his will for your life. But he doesn't ask you just to simply pray. He asks you to step in the water. Have you stepped in the water? If not, I encourage you this week, step into the water. Take the action steps that God asks for to ensure that you are on the right track for your life. It can all begin this week. And all he asks you to do is step into the water and let him show you the miracle that lies ahead. That's your motivation for this week. Step into the water. Whatever it is that you're facing in life, ask God for help. Go to him in prayer and then be willing to step into the water. If you do that, I think you'll see a lot of great things happen to you and for you through the power of God. That's my time for this week. That's this week's motivational money. Step into the water. Until we see you next time, as always, I'm Trey Fowler. This is ATB Motivational Monday, and I encourage you to always stay motivated.